Welcome to Resounding Verse, a podcast about poetry and song. This episode looks at a German poem, so unlike the previous episodes, we'll hear the poem twice at the beginning. First, in an English translation, and then in the original German. The German reading will be done by my dear friend Sharon Krebs, who also happens to be the translator of the poem. Parting Glance by Nikolaus Lehnau Like an unfathomable ocean of joy, your soulful gaze shone for me. I had to take leave, knowing I would never return. And as I departed, I quietly sank all my happiness into this deep ocean. Scheideblick von Nikolaus Lenau Als ein unergründlich Wonnemeer strahlte mir dein seelenvoller Blick. Scheiden musste ich ohne Wiederkehr und ich habe scheidend all mein Glück still versenkt in dieses tiefe Meer. This poem was written in 1833 and 1834 by a poet whose name is not as well known today as some of the more famous figures in German-speaking poetry from this time period, such as Johann Wolfgang von Goethe and Heinrich Heine. But the poet, whose name was Nikolaus Lenau, is an important figure in the first half of the 19th century. And he's known for writing poetry that had a kind of melancholy to it. And indeed, his entire life was colored by melancholy. He had a number of unhappy relationships with women throughout his life, including one unrequited love that troubled him throughout his life. And later in his life, he experienced severe emotional distress and had a breakdown and was institutionalized in 1844 and then died six years later. Lena was fascinated with the natural world. And one thing that really typifies his poetry is the idea that nature can sometimes be a soothing force and also a discomforting one. And that's just the case in this poem, where the sea is at once a source of joy for the poet and also a source of pain. The first two lines of the poem seem to describe looking in someone's eyes and seeing in their eyes a vast ocean. The idea is that the eyes themselves become an expanse that you can lose yourself in, just as you would lose yourself in a large body of water. But in the last two lines of the poem, the image of the ocean returns again. In fact, the last line ends with the same word that the first line ends with, mer, sea, or ocean. And here, the ocean is treated not as a place of joy, where we can lose ourselves in a single blissful moment while looking in someone's eyes. Rather, it's treated as a place of pain and absence. The speaker of the poem has to leave his beloved for reasons that we never know. And as he does so, he sinks all of his happiness into the ocean. The sea that previously circumscribed 
the entire blissful experience with his beloved now swallows all of his joy in its unfathomable depths. That Lenau manages to do this in just five lines is all the more remarkable. If you look at his other poems from around the same time period, you'll find many that have four-line stanzas and multiple stanzas. A single stanza poem with only five lines is quite rare in his output, and he uses that concise form to shift from one view of the ocean to another. But one thing that's really fascinating is that Lenau still, even in only five lines, makes us wait for the clinching line at the end. If you look closely at the syntax of the German, you'll notice that the verb sank doesn't actually come until the middle of the final line, whereas in the English translation that I read, it comes at the end of the penultimate line. If I were to translate the German word for word, even if it sounds a bit strange in English, the last two lines would read like this. And I have parting all my happiness quietly sunk in this deep ocean. Sunk is the past participle. I have sunk. Ich habe versenkt. And it comes later in the poem, in the original German, than in the translation. So we have to wait even longer for the crucial action to be revealed. Lenau knew the ocean. In fact, he traveled across the Atlantic Ocean, leaving Europe and going to the United States, where he lived for a year between 1832 and 1833, despite the fact that many friends and family members told him that this was a mistake. It was a big undertaking to travel across such a wide expanse. The trip was supposed to take six weeks, but ended up taking ten weeks. But none of this seemed to bother Lenau at all. He wrote letters home from the ship and said that living on the ocean was sublime. He wrote that he was already experiencing what he called a richness of poetic ideas, which nature has strewn about me. He had hoped that living in America would provide him with even more poetic ideas but he grew disillusioned. He landed first in Baltimore and then settled in Ohio, but quickly grew tired of his surroundings and came home earlier than he had expected. If love for Lenau could be fickle, with a series of unsuccessful relationships and unrequited loves, nature could be fickle too. Parting Glance by Nikolaus Lenau like an unfathomable ocean of joy, your soulful gaze shone for me. I had to take leave, knowing I would never return. And as I departed, I quietly sank all my happiness into this deep ocean. Scheideblick von Nikolaus Lenau Als ein unergründlich Wonnemeer strahlte mir dein seelenvoller Blick. Scheiden musst ich ohne Wiederkehr und ich habe scheidend all mein Glück still versenkt in dieses tiefe Meer. And now, here is a musical setting of Lenau's poem 
by the German 19th century composer Josefina Lang. Josefina Lang lived from 1815 to 1880, and she was a remarkable song composer. Her songs deserve to be performed more, published more, and studied more. I first got to know her songs through Sharon Krebs and her husband, Harold Krebs. Sharon is a soprano, and Harold is a pianist and a music theorist. They both live in Victoria, Canada, and they are the foremost experts on Josefina Lang. They published a wonderful book called Josefina Lang, Her Life and Songs, which inspired me to dig deeper into her music. This particular song is one that I first heard in an undergraduate class that I was teaching. A student presented on Josefina Lang's songs and used this song in her presentation, and I only realized afterwards that the recording she used, which is the one we just heard, is by one of my colleagues at the University of Oregon an amazing mezzo-soprano named Milagro Vargas. When I first heard the song, I was floored, and what continues to captivate me is its deceptive simplicity. This is a song that is in C major, that has not a lot of chromatic notes, and that is very easy to play. Even someone like me, who is not a pianist, can sit down and play the song from beginning to end without difficulty. For all the song's simplicity, however, it's carefully crafted. 
Indeed, it has the same kind of control over its materials that we saw in Lenau's poem. First, there's the way Josefina Lang handles the cadences in the song. Just as Lenau makes us wait for the final word of the poem, Lang makes us wait for the cadence that falls beneath this word, the G major, C major chord progression that comes beneath the words dieses tiefe Meer, or this deep ocean. In music theory parlance, we would call this an authentic cadence. And in fact, it's the only authentic cadence in the song. Lang also shows great control over the chromaticism of the song. The chromatic notes in the song track the emotions of the poetic speaker. They're kind of like a barometer that registers fluctuations of feeling. We hear this most clearly in a simple maneuver that she does a number of times in the song, and that is to move from a major chord to a minor chord. At the end of the second line of the poem, for example, your soulful gaze shone for me, Long settles onto a G major chord. But she follows this chord with a G minor chord. And the G minor chord happens precisely when the poetic speaker talks about leaving. Scheiden must ich, I had to depart. The shift from major to minor is subtle, but powerful, and it registers his feelings of reluctance. Here's that passage, long setting of the first three lines of the poem. Listen for the shift from G major to G minor after Seelenvoller Blick, or soulful gaze. And also notice that the vocal melody waits before it begins singing the crucial line, Scheiden must ich, I had to depart. There are two other shifts from major to minor in the song that also express reluctance, only now it seems to be a reluctance that's tinged with pain. The first occurs beneath a line that is very similar to the one we just heard. The poetic speaker says, Und ich habe scheidend. And on the word scheidend, which means parting, long shifts from an F major chord to an F minor chord. Practically the same thing happens a few measures later on the words still versenkt, or quietly sank, where Long moves again from an F major chord to an F minor chord. Here are both those passages back to back. These passages sound to me like small waves of sadness, moments where your heart sinks. As powerful as they are, however, they are not nearly as powerful 
as an expression of emotion that happens at another moment in the song. And that is when the vocalist sings the words all mein Glück, or all my happiness. Happiness, of course, being the very thing that the poetic speaker must bury in the water. At these words, Lang has the vocal melody reach up an octave to the highest note that we've heard in the song, and also the loudest dynamic and the most chromatic chords. It's a moment of outburst, a moment where emotions pour forth. I used to think of the emotions expressed in this passage as painful ones. But the more I listen, the more I hear it differently. I hear this now as an expression of the joy that the poetic speaker has to extinguish. In this sense, these two bars, this moment where Milagro Vargas reaches up beautifully to that high point and then falls from there and lets the music decay, sounds like happiness experienced one final time, or perhaps remembered one final time, before it vanishes forever. What follows this moment of decay, of course, is a piano postlude, where we hear a right-hand melody in octaves, above eight notes in the left hand. It's as though the right hand were a boat floating on the water's surface and being carried along by it, that the song begins with the exact same material in a piano introduction is no small fact, for it makes this ocean seem even more unfathomable, as though it extends far beyond the small frame of this song and poem. The music seems to be saying that this ocean of joy, this ocean of sorrow, this ocean of time, this ocean of everything, has been flowing long before the moment represented by the song, and will continue to flow long after that moment has passed. Here, once more, is Josefina Lang's Scheideblick, or Parting Glance.
If you're interested in finding a score to this song, you can go to the International Music Score Library Project, or imslp.org. Special thanks to Sharon Krebs for her beautiful reading of the poem, and thanks to Sharon and Harold Krebs for all of their work on Josefina Lang's songs. Finally, thanks to my friend and colleague, Milagro Vargas, for giving me permission to use her recording of Scheideblick. To listen and subscribe to the podcast, go to resoundingverse.buzzsprout.com. Resounding Verse is produced by me, Steve Rogers. Thank you for listening.